Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Open Techcast. Yes, we're back after a long break, and we're now in 2022. So, where have we been and what have we been up to? You know, it's been a long time since we recorded, and now it's time to reinvigorate and reignite this podcast. So make sure you're listening, and we've got plenty to come on this episode. So, welcome to the crew. Way There we go. Woo. Look at that. Hey. As <laughs> everybody comes up, you need to go woo. <laughs> <laughs> so, quick round table. Um, let me just go over what I've been up to, I think, since, since we last talked. So, for me, nothing really has changed. It's been the same few months since we last recorded, um, you know, doing the same old work in front of the same screens in the same home office. So, yeah, no certifications as yet, although I did do the Microsoft Security Fundamentals training. So I must try and get that exam booked, but I haven't yet done that. Um, Microsoft as in cloudy security fundamentals. Yeah, yeah, the Azure Security Fundamentals course. Yeah, which was really good. Really good. So, um, yeah. Get you off that tin soon enough, eh? (laughs) (laughs) One day, one day. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, Apart from that, you know, it's it's just been uh, nice to... You know, talk to customers, partners, and uh, also friends on what's happening around the world, especially post-pandemic. So, yeah, Arthur, how have you been? What have you been up to? Well, very, very like you, I in terms of, again, it's the same old work situation, working from the same office, same home office, not going <laughs> anywhere, just being inside, talking to our partners and customers. Um I did do a few, oh, I say a few, a couple of certifications. Did um, NSXT certification, VCP, and then did um, Architect AWS um, Architect Professional. So I thought that I'll just renew that. So it's those kind of things I got out of the way. Did not have a, go to many sessions elsewhere, to be honest. I think I went to Pakistan, though. Um, oh, oh so you have been abroad. Oh, so cool. I, I did go there. Yes, yes. I mean, it was um, in December. So Very we spent nice. good time over there and went all the way to the northern areas um, up to Park China border. And you, if you probably already know, northern areas are quite um, mountainous and uh, second, third highest peaks and all those kind of things are there. Drove a lot. In fact, at one time, um, 12 hours straight. So wow. it's that kind of wow. driving. So it was but you know, very tiring physically, Yeah, but very mm-hmm. refreshing as well because met all the friends and family. So that was a nice trip that I got in. Good. That's awesome. Um, yeah. That's good, good. good. I imagine you? our American listens are probably like 12 hours. That's 12 like hours, yeah. a commute, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh, and, and I tell you that a lot of that, like six or seven hours of that 12 hours was on a uh, on on rough terrain, basically no roads. So yeah. uh, okay. basically, it's like that kind of driving, which I enjoyed a lot, lot. Yeah. You know, but I assume you weren't driving a Beamer. 
Rear wheel drive, job done. Yeah. Though. Well, not no. unless he's trying to reenact Grand Tour or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was basically uh, a Honda, actually, um, a Honda CRV. And uh, we were like six friends in the same car with all our luggage. So it was pretty cozy. Nice. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's the way to travel, I guess, with all your friends. 100%. Uh, yeah. It was a nice trip. Nice trip. Definitely. Refreshing. How about you, Gareth? I was actually trying to have a look through the show notes. That's how prepared we are, isn't it? Always on point. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I've been at VMware nearly five, six months now. Um, still very much feel like I'm drowning in knowledge. Um, but in my opinion, that's the best way to be. You know, learning every day, new stuff to do, new challenges. Um taking my first break probably since starting properly um you know for, for us it's half term this week it's just been busy 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 you know um we'll get onto it later on but you know we had the vmug had different events meeting customers started traveling then caught covid so been off for the last week or two um it's just been really busy but i think it's good it's, it's really good getting back into the swing of things um but yeah, oh, oh, and and news. If anyone wants a real, real good laugh, I passed my VCP at last. So yay! <laughs> <laughs> I was bored. It's one of those moments where you get a meeting cancelled. It's like, do you know what? I'm going to take it. Why not? What have I got to lose? And then kind of got to the end of it. I was like, oh, I passed. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, I mean, but, believe me or not, I've taken that exam as well. Oh, uh, well done. It was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we, we've all joked about me actually doing it last. And, you know, you, you, I thought, well, I've got an exam voucher. I've got an hour free this afternoon. Do you know what? I'm just going to go for it. I'm either going to well, pass or fail. What do you know about VMware, Gareth? I mean, nothing. really? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, well, again, talking about exams, the one I, I took that uh, I think I'll bring up at some point on the show because I, I think we've probably got to do a learning one is um. If anyone takes the application modernization exam, that is a hard exam. That is a toughie. Um, I haven't seen that one actually. So, what are they? What What's the take on app mod from that exam perspective? Because I do a lot of app mod related stuff where I'm now, and uh, so it's just quite interesting to see what the VMware take is specifically. Really, interestingly enough, you need to have a lot more hands-on Kubernetes than I had when I took the exam. That is all oh, I'm going to say on it. Because, again, you know, who I work for, don't want to break any exam rules, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But question I, three is. <laughs> question three is, yeah. <laughs> uh, all I say is if, if, if you are looking at taking that exam, do get hands-on with Kubernetes. Even installing, like, the community edition and playing around with that will put you in a, re- a much better place for the exam. Hmm. Um, that's all I'll probably say on the matter. I, I've got to reset it. I don't mind. I I've, I didn't pass the first time. Um and again, when when I you know kind of did the good old Google uh, and realized a lot of our peers had the same problems as me, um, exam blueprint really didn't. I, I didn't feel that it prepared me enough for the exam this time around. Uh-huh. There's a lot more hands-on stuff in that compared to like the you know like the VCPs, VCAPs, all those kind of things. There's a lot more. What are you doing on the console, kind of thing? How old is that exam? It's not very old. I think it's quite a new one, and that's why I took it because I was more intrigued mm. out of anything. Yeah, I remember when they did the the when they brought Exchange two thousand seven. I did a beta exam for Exchange two thousand seven. There were twelve things on the on the blueprint, and the last one was uh, PowerShell because PowerShell had just been introduced. And I was like, oh, I haven't got time to learn all of the stuff in PowerShell as well as the other things. I'll just concentrate on the other eleven things, 
and just go and take the beta exam because I was up against the time limit. Yeah. And, and like fifty percent of the questions were on PowerShell. I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I ended up missing it. It was like missed it by literally like one or two marks. Oh. So I ended up doing the you know obviously resetting when I went live. But that was so frustrating. It was the same with me. I was literally a matter of marks off by the looks of it. Um, but you know, it's it's one of those things. Um, it's just again, oh, it's got that really good meme, you know. Um, with Morgato in it, it's that hot new thing, isn't it? But it's true. You know, there's a lot of my mm. customers talk to about it, and I thought it was a good thing to do, do the exam, because it really puts some of those fundamentals back in, you know, you joked with learning mini clouds, puts those into the back of your head a lot better. Mm. Um, but also, yeah. I think the VCP for application uh, modernization also has a develop uh, flavor not, of it as well, yeah, right? So two, yeah. two VCPs, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not the most simple one straight off the bat. But it was enjoyed. I, I enjoyed it. You know, it's good. I learned something, and that—that's what I think exams should be about. Not about just cramming to pass the exam. It should be a learning experience. Or that—that's how I feel. But enough about that. I'm just waffling on, taking up most of the podcast. But what about you, Amit? What, what have you been up to? I've—I've I've already said my bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, don't worry, don't worry. This is this is real like live broadcasting. <laughs> this is all good. This is all over, is it? I meant to get to Alex, wasn't I? Oh, yeah, that's good. Here we go. We're keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. <laughs> go, Alex, go. All right, okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were just going to rejig that and delete it. No, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Let's keep it real. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so what, what have I been up to? Uh, well, actually, since we last uh, last recorded, I've changed company. Um, so as, as hard as it was to say goodbye to Ather and the rest of the team at Rackspace, I moved on in uh, at the beginning of November. So I moved on to an organization called Software One, where I am, uh, my new role is as chief architect for their AWS business. And so I'm in there helping to build that business up uh, to hopefully be a multi-billion dollar business. So that's, uh, it's pretty Ooh. exciting. Uh, it's like being a startup in a big company. It is. That's literally oh. exactly what it's been like. And uh, it's been super interesting and even getting involved in stuff like M&A activity and other bits and pieces as well, which has been really interesting. Um, so, um, in fact, one of the, one of the M&As was just announced, uh, last week that I got involved in. So Predica, they, they bought a company called Predica who does Azure. Um, so despite me being in an AWS role, but I got involved in that as well. So it was just fantastic, uh, fantastic opportunity. So I couldn't, cool. even though despite five and a half years at Rackspace, I couldn't really turn it down. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Very and, uh, good. The, the other cool thing was, um, so I'd literally only been there, I think a month and I was fortunate enough to be asked if I wanted to go along to reinvent. So he says, naturally segueing straight into a topic. <laughs> you said, you said no, of course, so right? Sure. You said, I'm not going there. Like, why would I want to go to Vegas? I mean, yeah. I've never been to Vegas. It's, uh, you know, there's probably no, nothing to see there, nothing interesting at all. Um, no, but it was, it was really cool, actually. It was, um, it, it was for several reasons. One, I'd never been there, so I was able to, on the weekend before I um, you know, got a little bit of travel in and went and visited some of my bucket list items like the Grand Canyon and stuff. But actually, the, the event itself was... It was so nice and so bizarre just to be back around thousands of other human beings again and going out in conversations like we used to and you know, um, actually being able to shake somebody's hand and have a chat, understand what their business problems are, you know, compare notes, etc., um, so that actually, the, uh, and I really enjoyed it. I probably went to more sessions than I have since, I don't know, my first VMworld, I reckon. Mm. Um, but it was it was actually the, the whole crawl was the best bit for me, just going around and talking to various people. And just, uh, I think it was um, Chris 
had described it as the hallway track. It's the one that they don't advertise, but it's probably the most important one there. So that was <laughs> yeah. that was really good. Really enjoyed it. Did you, did you guys catch any of the footage out the back of reInvent? Not too much, but I did, did it as well. I don't know why. Yeah. I, uh, did you even see Mr. Porter while you are out there by any chance? Oh, not that, Chris. No, oh, not uh, that, Chris. No. no, the other six foot Williams. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, uh, Chris Williams. Basically, Chris Williams and them, they were probably the two people who you could see from far away. Yeah. yeah. After they got together. Lighthouse. Exactly. Just, just looking above everyone else, you know which way to go. Yeah, there's a bit of a habit of us bumping into each other at events, but it tends to be, I think, for, for physical reasons more than anything else. Yeah. And how was the how was Alex just for for just learning? Obviously, Andy Jassy wasn't, I guess, the keynote guy this year, and it was the new guy, right? Yes, that was. Do you know what? It was funny. I actually didn't focus as much on that one as as um, Werner's keynote which i always find to be the one that's got the most yeah tech kind of um, well not just the tech but definitely the technical part but um i guess the most interest for me um because he's uh, and he, i suppose he's it's the kind of personality he brings to it it's just very different to many other kind of keynote speakers isn't it um but the one the one announcement that stood out to me which i thought was really interesting so for anybody who's not heard of well architected reviews uh, and well, the well-architected framework is the idea if you have these five different pillars uh, on which you build a well-architected design. And they introduced a sixth pillar, um, which was sustainability, which I thought was a really – I mean, you, the yeah. cynic would yeah. say, you know, they're doing it for a bit of positive advertising, and actually it relates back to some of the economic stuff that they did already, cost optimization, et cetera. But I think it's actually good to put a real definitive focus on it rather mm. than – kind of paying lip service to it. What do yeah, you think? I agree. I mean, I agree. I, I basically was looking at that and attending that session for the exact same reasons that you were mentioning. Mm. And um, it basically, that was an announcement for me as well, because I mean, obviously, if, if a big company and a big cloud company like them actually make that as one of their key pillars, yep. then you know that, you know, um, every other um, cloud provider is also going to follow that. Mm. Um, and even if not so, at least they are putting that into the minds of their own customers, which are many. Yep. Uh, it's not just that also, because there were some initiatives about, you know, the products all, uh, soon getting uh, the carbon footprint of their services as well. Yes, and actually being able to see that uh, and create dashboards around that information exactly. is really, and, really uh, interesting. And that definitely puts that in uh, from you know the back of the head, <laughs> just bring it to the forefront that you know mm -hmm. whatever they're doing has an impact. And well, it's transparency too, good. isn't it? Yeah. So you know, it's not just hiding that the the environmental impact, which we know we probably as a, as an industry we're actually quite bad, aren't we? You know, yeah. compared to many oh, yeah. other industries, what we're other than maybe construction is probably way way above with us, but carbon footprint for IT and data centers is pretty horrific. So. Do you mind if I just expand on this? Was it just environmental? Because, again, a lot of the things that I'm having talks with people about is they actually call it ESG, so environmental, social, and governance. So is it just an environmental pillar? Well, that's a good question. So sustainability was the title that they used against it. Um, most of it was around the impact of what your services were doing from a carbon footprint perspective was the biggest part of it. But Actually, it's a really good question. I'd probably have to go and look at it, look at the detail, and find out whether they went into any of the other areas. But I don't remember anything around, for example, you know, uh, the say the human element of it, or, or things along those lines. 
No, I'm pretty sure that there wasn't. I think it was more to do with the services that they are running the data center, whatever you run. So, for example, if if you are running X number of instances, especially the dedicated ones, then how much of a well, how much electricity you're using, and all those yeah. kind of things. So, it, that was just the calculator side of things. But I think the sustainability pillar basically meant that there was a, an entire framework of things that you should be looking at. Um, when in the same way as the the, the other five pillars. So yeah. there is a big <laughs> section of the document now that you can go through and see which are the areas where you can actually reduce, well, make it more sustainable for, yeah. you know, for I, people. I, I pulled up the diagram there, actually. For, so I remember when they released it, it was really cool because for everybody who's seen the previous diagram that AWS always shows, which is you know the in-the-cloud versus the of-the-cloud diagram, um, they created a specific one for sustainability. So sustainability of the cloud, the things they call out specifically here, servers, cooling, water, waste, data centers, electricity supply, and building materials. So it's very much more on the you know the physical world element of it rather than um, outside of that. But either way, I think still very, very sensible around that. But the, the things that they say that you can do as an individual when you're you know building on the on the top of the AWS platform, things like um, your data design and usage, software application design, platform deployments and scaling, data storage, code efficiency, utilization and scaling. Code efficiency, my God, that's uh, <laughs> we all know how much bloatware is out there at the moment. If everybody reduced that a bit, how much would the power, the global power consumption, go down then? Absolutely, yeah. I, I think that I think that we could do a whole episode on on this topic. To be fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, how bad Amit's code is? Is that what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> I have zero code. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Super efficient, though. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's serverless. <laughs> Codeless. Codeless. <laughs> TM. <laughs> so speaking of, speaking of events, though, uh, you guys actually managed to make uh, another physical, in-person, face-to-face with other humans event as well, didn't you? Yeah, like a trend, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> seems like this thing that's happening again. You know, Who-mans. do we ever do these? Who mans? Yeah, who mans? Um, yeah, we did um the VMUG in Leicester. Um, and it, yeah, <laughs> it was either like Leicester or, Ve- or Las Vegas, right? We Las had to Vegas, get one yeah. of the L's. Well, I, t- I took one for the team there, chaps. So, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, gosh, it's so, it felt feels like so long ago. That actually wasn't. Um, and again, the, the other ones are coming up soon. I should really put in the footnotes once we've got this out that there are some more coming soon. Um, but yeah, we, we did it in Leicester. We met real people. Um, again, me trying to be inclusive. I did some of the live streaming, which I'm sure I'm so glad I've dodged some gray hairs. I'm not even quite sure how I. Yeah, there's days where I just look back and go, how do I do that? Again, it, it goes back to my whole that 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 yearning for learning or whatever people say is um yeah throw yourself in the deep end and learn (laughs) um (laughs) i I certainly feel for the people who do it on the big scales like the aws you know the vm worlds everything like that how they (sighs) i thought it's bad enough when we have to deal with p1s or above but yeah that is something else you know you've got like split second decisions to make to make sure that the stream works Mm. (laughs) there's no going back um but it was really good. You know, we had a really good turnout. Um, it, you know, as you said, it was really nice to meet people. We didn't have that big a hall crawl, unfortunately, like no. Vegas. But it was nice just seeing people. I, I found it odd. I found it odd just presenting to an audience after yeah. so long. And I was like, oh, my God, my mind was numb after <laughs> talking in front of a small audience as well. It wasn't that many people, but... Wow, it's it's quite different presenting on camera 
to mm, presenting yeah, live again. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that session recorded though? Do we have yeah. a do we have that for posterity? We can pop yeah, that on the channel. Yeah, we'll put it that is, on the yeah, Definitely because I did watch it back. Yeah. And what was your what was your session on? I, I, I think it, that one, yeah, it was the Tanzu um application architecture, the reference blueprint for um for some of the Dell infrastructure solutions. So oh, cool. yeah, it was uh it was it was basically a broad high level bird's eye view of mm-hmm. you know the different technology that you can have underpinning the Tanzu ecosystem. So it was just yeah, it was just a bit of an introduction, but it was good. I actually, I, I think I'll be watching that because uh, I feel quite unfamiliar in that space. So I, mm. I'm going to go in there with my beginner hat on. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, that was VMUG, and that was all done. And then today, if yeah, um, Arthur and uh, Gareth, you attended an event. Yeah, bit of a different one. Um, <clears throat> v retreat, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've been doing that for a few years, but mm. uh, obviously there weren't many. Of those, well, there was a virtual one last time as well, but I mean, this one was good as well because there was an interesting session afterwards. Uh, we obviously had uh, presentations uh, from Progress, who bought Kemp. Um, it's a presentation from them, mm-hmm. City. Um mm-hmm. But then afterwards, we had a session of Walkabout Mini Golf uh, oh. using our Oculus VR headsets. Mm. Interesting. So that was quite good fun. I mean, I didn't know what to do, but um, <laughs> you got to get the ball in the hole. <laughs> I, I know, I know, but uh, it's just that that's the entire premise of the game. That if you can do that, right? Yeah, it's I true. Can't, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I mean, I, I, I mean, saving grace was that I wasn't last. Uh, so. I thought you were going to say you just had a really nice walk. <laughs> walk on the green. Oh. Yes. Um, but, but you know, it was good fun. I mean, I think this is something that we should really do very often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the and how did VR you find the whole VR experience? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. It, just that we were, you know, getting in each other's way um, in the virtual world. Right. But, um, but it was good to play, you know, five people playing together. Mm-hmm. And uh, being able to chat as well. It's just like, you know, a real world situation. It's just that it's in a virtual world, but, you know, you can walk about, you can have different kinds of courses. Mm-hmm. That was nice and interesting. Yeah. So, did you have paddles on your hands as well, then? I assume something like that. that yeah, you have a golf club in your hand as well, oh, which is really good. Yes. Yeah. A real go- Sorry, so let's go back to that one. You have, I can imagine you wandering around your living room smashing everything up. Well, there, there is a demarcation that you may yeah. create a boundary, of course. Right. So when you try to well, we'll start going outside of it, then mm. the thing, that's a standard Oculus thing yeah. that it warns you. So you go back into that and it centralizes you again if you press a button. Mm. So you... you so I fortunately didn't run, run into any walls or anything, <laughs> but you do need some space, of course, right. to be able to maneuver around. It's got a lot of interesting features. You know, again, I've been quite an early adopter to VR, but the, is it the, these are the Oculus Quest twos, weren't they? They've got some really unique features. Like you can bring your desk into VR, so you can do like uh, you could even have your keyboard and mouse in front of you and start working on documents on like big screens and whatnot. It's really, really interesting. So I, I think. The VR, you know, everyone talks about the metaverse and things like that, but I just think there's a lot of potential for VR now. You know, it's more affordable. 
Um, you know, you could do, we joked about it during the golf, you could do branding of courses with vendors, or you could even just, you know, do like whiteboards and whatnot, virtually, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think there's a lot of different things you could do with it. Um, but yeah, watch your space, because I, I, I want to see another event. So do you see the, the Zuckerverse becoming more of the, like, used in a business context? Uh, yeah, I absolutely yeah, do. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, so for example, a software that I do regularly use uh, in that is virtual desktop. Right. Now, as the name implies, it's it's basically you streaming that from your PC. You don't need wires. It can do wirelessly. Right. And I have three 4K screens. Right. All of them appear in that as if uh, they're like as a slightly distant, so you can make them bigger or smaller. Yeah. Or further away but it seems like you know you you've got all this space in front of you yeah uh, in in space for example and your your screens are floating about and you can switch between them you can do whatever work you need to do in there so uh, it's pretty responsive in fact even more responsive than oculus's own link cable <laughs> which is oh. weird so yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely biting my tongue about saying that it sounds like the year of VDI is finally upon us. The year, um, of VR. <laughs> year of VR, not VDI. You can't say, you can't say that VR now. But you can't say that anymore. Brian Madden's left. Oh. Yes, true, true. <laughs> so we just call it the year but, of the V then. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So but, yeah, it's definitely something that you know if you haven't started, then they're not that expensive anymore. So I mean, get an oculus and maybe we can have more golfs together i maybe have yeah. an open tech cast session in there Ooh. yeah oh, that sounds actually really interesting yeah my kid my kids did a last week was half term in our county here and by choice they asked if they could go on like a stem camp thing for like three days um so they got to do things like uh build stuff uh like lego robotics do some vr stuff do a bit of minecraft programming and other bits and pieces excuse the noise of the dog in the background if you can hear that um but the um yeah the the big thing they took away they absolutely loved doing the vr uh stuff and i think they were using oculus as well is it so these ones that you're using are these the ones where is it you have to have a somebody was telling me about this the other day you have to have a facebook account and then you link that to your Oculus device and stuff. Is that right? Or am I, am I misremembering? That is right. Yes, yeah. sadly. Yeah. You need to have a Facebook account for Oculus, yes. Yay, long live Mark. <laughs> <laughs> is that you get in now while they're monitoring it? <laughs> well, you, you could do some of the features. that I had just the Oculus account, but to do the multiplayer and the, you know, the, the messaging and the interactive stuff with each other, you do need to have the Facebook account. Right. Um, so I had to do the whole dance to merging all my accounts <laughs> weekend mm. to get that to work. But you, and then you, which of your children did you have to give away? Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all right, <laughs> but it was worth it. It was so. No, it no, is, yeah, I mean you can replace them with uh, virtual children. Virtual uh, children, yeah. <laughs> I think it's fine. I tell you, bedtime would be a lot easier, wouldn't it? Like just yeah. turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that that would be my only negative with the Quest 2. My one daughter who's reaching her teens did find it quite difficult to get on and off compared to the Rift. Okay. Um, but I think it's a headband design thing. So that's something I want to have a look at. But again, it, you know, overall, like one game I'm addicted to in VR is Beat Saber. Works very, oh, yeah. very well on the Quest 2. Who, is, who isn't? Everyone oh. who gets that. That's <laughs> pretty much the first game everyone buys and plays, right? Oh. So, and you, you, the, with the with the Quest Two, you can run that standalone as well. You're not yeah. plugging it into a, a PC that's having to have a, some chunky graphic card to run all this, are you? Exactly no, that. No, it's all well. I mean, if if you have such play games which are chunky and 
you want to play them on that, then mm. you need either an Oculus Link cable yeah. or, like I said, the virtual desktop. I've, I've seen people work, play games on it, so it, it's pretty responsive. So ah, see. that's also an option. Yeah. Now, when we're discussing this, I mean, I should mention one thing that has been a concern for many people and parents especially. It's an Oculus certain apps. So, for example, there is one popular chat app called VR Chat. Right. And uh, which is like free. I mean, you can anyone can use it. Mm. Uh, and some security researchers, for example, have actually found that you can or children can get on it, even though the minimum age limit is thirteen. Right. Uh, but they can actually go in it, and then there are predatory people in wow. that session. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You know, and especially young girls are being harassed and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So. It does come with some concern that, you know, if you're giving them to children, yeah, um, then maybe uh, it's something that you need to be careful about or, you know, put some boundaries or, you know, education. Well, if it's is, linked to a in, Facebook account, you have to be 13 to have a Facebook account, don't you? Yeah. Right. Yes, but, you know, I mean, the, the, Technically. the point being that, you know, yeah, you need to have it, but the checks aren't there. So mm. nobody checks anything either on Facebook or on this chat app. Yeah. I mean, if you put you it out, you put it out there. You put the challenge out there now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I hope and, you're listening, uh, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's one of our subscribers. Like, like VR chat as well. So while they say that the rules say that you have to be 13 or, or over, mm. nobody checks that. And that's yeah. the trouble. It's funny you say that, actually, because there was a, you, you mentioned a, something related to a story that was in the news. I think it was last week or maybe the week before, Roblox. So for those of you with younger kids and those oh, yes. people listening with uh, younger kids who play Roblox, there has been a bit of a, an ongoing uh, challenge. I don't know how long it's been going on for, but certainly they're saying it's been a, a big problem of late where people are able to effectively create um, areas in the game and publish those areas. And sometimes Roblox are very, very quick to be able to find them and shut them down very quickly. Um, but uh, sometimes they're, you know, managing to get away with keeping these things up and running for a little while. And let's say, you know, for, for, for the purposes of keeping this clean, um, you know, these areas within the game people can access and there are people going around doing, you know... Malicious. Ver- yeah, various yeah. dubious Victorious. activities, uh, various dubious virtual activities and so forth, which if one of your kids happened to stumble across these rooms, um, you know, it's not the kind of thing you would want them necessarily seeing or reading or whatever. So just something to... I would say probably just more of a warning for parents out there, just if your kids are playing Roblox on a regular basis, um, just have a little chat with them about, you know, which games they're playing, which content they're accessing, etc., and just try to maybe educate them that even though Roblox is supposed to be a pretty safe, closed system, actually they're still, they still need to be a little bit careful, same as they would on any any internet-connected platform. Exactly, and same same thing for Oculus as well, like I was saying, mm. that, you know, mm. if, if your children are playing with those consoles or having those consoles for whatever reasons, just make sure that, you know, they know the kind of things that they are accessing yeah and they are educated in terms of you know what they should or shouldn't be doing yeah. because um it's less policed than one one would think yeah mm. well nice little security ending yeah. there yeah. well uh, yeah I, I was gonna say the only last bit of news that i was gonna kind of wrap up with was um we're, we've all known about the chip shortages um but the really interesting one for me was uh nvidia are pulling out of buying arm this week officially by the sound yes so that was very interesting 
you know, and again, that ironically powers some of these headsets, I believe. Um, so, you know, really, that that for me is a really, really interesting one because I, I saw some really big things going to happen there, but maybe it's just a springboard for, for both parties to grow even bigger. Who mm. knows? I think we're, we're in, we were already in this position where we'd consolidated so much in terms of chip manufacturing. You know, if you look at the GPU market and the CPU market, there's basically little to no competition, isn't there? Yeah. And so I can understand, because I think a lot of this came down to the the uh, monopolies and mergers commissions and those the, that kind of thing, wasn't it, from, the, from when they ended up pulling out because it looked like it was all going to get rejected. Um, and I think, frankly, as a consumer, it's probably for the best. Um you know, I, I'm all for a free market economy, but when you end up with just a shrinking monopoly constantly, uh, it's not necessarily going to be best for consumers at the end of the day. Um, what do you reckon, Amit? You're, you're the uh, other than the stock price impacts. Uh, what, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You know, just on a on a business level, um, it has to be fair. And, you know, no one likes a monopoly, right, at the mm. end of the day. And that's what the the, the com- competition regulation board sits there and looks at, right, when all these mm. big deals are out there. So it's, it's a fair point. Otherwise, you know, you just have one company to rule the rest and that's it. And then there is no, no other entry to market. So, mm. um, yeah, other than startups getting swallowed by the same giant. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's just rinse and repeat, right, over and over again. Yeah, but sometimes that's the plan, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is definitely in the startup world. Obviously, yeah, that yeah. You know, that is the plan. Exit, exit where you can, and uh, and then move on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. I seem to remember in that in that particular one, there was a slight sting in the tail, though, wasn't there? Because um, I'm pretty sure that Nvidia still had to pay them a whole load of cash, even though they pulled out. Mm. like measured in it wasn't a couple of billion it was some insane number i was like but you didn't even do it (laughs) (laughs) okay that'll be a nice little company bonus yeah yeah good stuff wow gareth yeah well yeah well thank you everyone for joining us i hope all you guys enjoyed this evening's uh, chat i certainly did um, but yeah, if you uh, have enjoyed this evening, do drop us a like on your favorite podcast system, be that Stitcher, iTunes. Um, we're coming to uh, some smart speakers now, I believe. I should really validate that. That's me being on point again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, and um, yeah, you know, it's one of the things. Do join us. You know, we love having guests on. So drop us a note, at, uh, which is podcast at opentickcast.com. And yeah, is it keep it real VR worldy? So keep it virtual. <gasps> there we go. Keep it virtual secure. Initiating extraction. Initiating extraction. Thanks for listening to the Open Tech Cast. Thanks for listening to the Open Tech Cast. See you next time.